Hello and welcome to the Tech Lunch Podcast, where we encourage our listeners to learn something new about tech every week. This can range from learning about new and exciting applications to the advancements in coding and technology. If you are always learning, you will always be a step above the rest. Take the time during lunch or during a break to listen and learn, kind of like a lunch and learn, but for the years. This podcast will open the listeners' ears to new and exciting technologies they may have not been purviewed to in the past. These topics will range from manufacturing technologies to data collection technologies and everything in between. Hello, I'm Nick. Hello, I'm Ed. Hi, I'm Bridget. And this week we're going to touch on, you know, STEM education and, you know, kind of where it's at, the the failures, the, you know, the movement behind it, and, you know, pretty much, you know, what it means in the grand scheme of things. And also, we're really going to touch on, you know, how we can make it better. Because right now, you know, people see or hear STEM, they hear it in schools, and the problem is, is most of the time we really don't see anybody active, acting on it. You know, we see the STEM toys now in like Target, Walmart, whatever, Amazon, that you can buy for kids and get the kids started on it. However, if it's something that you start them now, you need to continue. And, you know, I, I think that's where we're at. However, you know, we're going to, you know, kind of dive into that world and kind of see, you know, when we're, what we're talking, you know, kind of what we're talking about when it comes down to STEM. So, you know, when I start bringing up, you know, STEM education and kind of where it's at, in the grand scheme of things, you know, Bridget, kind of what are you thinking about when we say that, hey, there might be a failure here, or what is going right, or what is going wrong? I know it's kind of a loaded question. <laughs> no, not really. Um, yeah, um, the kids um, seem to not understand exactly what it is. They seem to, um, I don't know, they think that just having that device in their hand is the answer to the question that they're going to understand how to do everything because they have now have, you know, a computer in their hand, but, um, they don't see the grand scheme of things that they need to understand how to do things on that computer. And the teachers don't seem to get that they need to connect it to whatever their subject area is in a more intensive way. Okay. You know, Edward, kind of when you're talking about STEM, you know, from the OT standpoint, you know, what are you, what are you looking at? Uh, from, from my perspective, like I said, for me, it's always about um, how can we use these tools and um, get people excited about doing some of these things with STEM. When we say STEM, STEM should not be um, put in a box and say these are the things for STEM. STEM right. should be an evolving system. STEM should be... Things like, uh, hey, you have this device. Let me show you how it works. Let me show you how to better utilize it. Let me show you how to take this device and make the world better. I think that's what STEM should focus on. How can we make the world better with STEM? Yeah. And, you know, me coming from the IT standpoint, you know, I look at it as, you know, we are too far along and, you know, what the society is now to be able to worry about, you know, kids coming out of high school, college and whatnot. Not knowing how to use a, utilize a you know a device you know which you know it's technically a computer in the grand scheme of things, you know or you know what are these small you know issues that we're dealing with, you know you know how, I don't understand how we can deal with you know computer literacy at this point, 
you know, however, you know, in the IT world, and most people don't think it, we have to use STEM on a daily basis. We have to think about, you know, what is my next bet? If I do this, what is my outcome for this? If you think about it, C++ is a great language when you're talking about STEM because it has to deal with math. You can build calculators out of it. You can do all this stuff with it. In higher level, you know, colleges and stuff like that, C++ coding is considered a math course, you know, of all things. You know, and I think that's kind of, you know, and I know, you know, if anybody, you know, sees anything wrong with what I'm getting ready to say, I think that's kind of where, you know, if we're going to dive into the first failure, where the first failure is. And the first failure is the fact that, you know, we have this, you know, loaded curriculum that's out there right now that's not being expanded upon at no fault of the teachers. It's at the fault of industry. Is at the fault of the school boards. It's the fault of, you know, the government, you know, standpoint at that point because it's not allowing our teachers to expand that current curriculum. Mm-hmm. You know, if... You know, if I'm wrong, you know, somebody please correct me. Or if you want to elaborate on that, be my guest. Because it's, you know, one of those things of where there's so many things out there right now that we can hit. And, you know, and this kind of goes to the point of, you know, Bridget, what do you think the failure is as far as curriculum development for in the STEM education world? Uh, truly, I think there's just no connection between how that technology works with your mathematics, your sciences, and anything. I mean, they, they don't see that there is a connection between all those different subjects. They see them as, I went to math class, I went to science class, and that's all they see. They, the, the students themselves do not see that there is a connection until you make that connection as the educator. And the, the thing that I think we should take from this portion of the conversation is when we say failure, we're saying that it's not necessarily a failure as in the system is broken. It's, it's a, a failure that the system didn't evolve. Right. Exactly. Point it's, of improvement. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a failure. It's a failure because each subject should tie in together. Right. Mm-hmm. Each su- subject should layer. Right. Mm-hmm. Each subject should build on each thing. Okay. Right. It's a little bit different with, with English and literature and science. Oh, excuse me, in, in history. But when we're talking science, we can take those concepts and build on it. Yeah. Well, you want to do that when we're talking about, when we're talking about STEM, we're talking about things like robotics. We're talking about things like App, apps, applications or apps that people use on phones. We're talking about things like using Python, using C++. Uh, we're, we're talking about things like cyber, cybersecurity. We're even talking about things like uh, data analysis. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're talking about those things. That's heavily math-oriented. Math being incorporated yeah. and, and not as a full, not as a full-scale course, but you're incorporating and interweaving these things into the co- mm-hmm. curriculum, yep. and it builds. And then when we get to a level, when we get to, you know, a just like in college, yep. you start with small steps, you build with intermediate steps, and then you get to advanced. Yep. If you start that in the middle school, then when you get to when they get to junior high and high school, these kids are already advanced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now that 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 leads me to another point: when is too early? To begin STEM education, there's no too early. I mean, 
elementary school, they need that. Even in kindergarten, they need to understand how those connections are made because it helps them as they grow through the years to see that all of these things are interwoven, mm -hmm. that there's no disconnect between your science, your math, your English, your history, that everything comes together and makes you a whole person. Should be foundational at that point. STEM Amen. should be STEM should be your concrete foundation Amen. of education. Amen. It, it should be a pillar. And the thing is, I see now that we don't have that. You know, you have some schools out there who that is their bread and butter. Mm -hmm. Their bread and butter is STEM. And, you know, you have all these industries sitting out there, you know, automotive, aerospace, you know, and stuff like that, you know, defense contracting and stuff like that, that could get behind the stuff. And, you know, that kind of leads me to, you know, one of those, you know, kind of crazy ideas is why don't we come up with a, you know, a STEM textbook, bring all the industries together to come up with this, this program that all teachers can teach out of, at least from the science and technology and engineering and math standpoint. You know, because you have all these different things that can tie all of that together. AutoCAD, you know, Tinkercad if you want to do the freeway doing things, you know, uh, 3D printing and stuff like that. Everything requires a little bit of everybody to do that. And why not give one textbook? It could be a supplementary textbook if you really wanted to do it that way. That teachers can get the choice. Hey, let me take something out of that textbook and kind of tie it all together. You know, I don't know if that's would even be, you know, worthwhile to, to jump on, but I think that, you know, it would be definitely be something that would, would help. And I think if we had industry involved in that to help create that, we would have more of a, a common tie. You know, because most people don't understand that, you know, when you start dealing with, you know, robotics, for instance, or, you know, CNC machines, you're dealing in, in microns. You're dealing in, you know, millimeters and stuff like that of, you know, a possibility of an issue. But you're also dealing with X and Y axis. So you're kind of tying in your geometry, your algebra, your, you know, your calculus, all into these common subjects. But also, if you think about it, even at the elementary school level, you have a STEM course. You know, at the middle school level, you, you kind of tie it more in. However, you're exposing these kids to more and more and more different technologies, mm -hmm. you know, as we go. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know if that's you know, kind of outside the realm of thinking or if I'm just kind of overthinking this kind of problem? No, I mean, I think that's where education wants to go. Um, I know as an educator myself, as a math teacher in a middle school, I would love for my students to see that connection between everything mm -hmm. and not just, you know, well, you're teaching me, you know, Y equals MX plus B. Well, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. You know, how does that connect to science and graphing? How does that connect to your English and being able to read a problem and disseminate that information? Um, how are all those things put together? I would, I would love for my students to understand that. And here, here's where I say that we should help kids, kids build a portfolio. And we help them build this by giving them real-world projects. Yeah. We help them do this by this agree. this is a percentage of your grade. Yeah. This is 15% of your grade. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now they understand the scale. Yeah. This is 15% is required. Yeah. No exceptions. You will be docked 15% of your total grade if you don't do this. Yeah. And it's not a punishment. No. What it does is set the ground rules. What it does is start to challenge the kids. We should challenge the kids 
you know, with learning. Yeah, we should challenge the kids to come up with the next thing. We should yeah. challenge the kids to what can you do to make the world better? Mm-hmm. What can you do to make a process better? What can you do to make your life better? And then you can do these things by saying, hey, I'm not giving you the parameters other than I'm giving you the tools. It should be like Lego blocks. I should give you the pieces and say, I need something from you. Right. I need a sculpture. You have these pieces, build me a sculpture. Mm-hmm. Yep. The parameters are it has to be at least 12 inches and it has to be at least six inches wide. Yeah. Those yeah. are the parameters. And that's, I, that's what I require. And, and I think taking, you know, your, your, you know, science and your technology and your math courses, you know, and, and wrap them together, you know, make it, you know, that, you know, to be able to leave a certain level in education, you must take a course that has all those wrapped together, you know, and roll in the engineering standpoint if you can, if you have the ability to do it, if you have the, you know, the, the educational, you know, power to be able to do that, you know, if you have that support from industry to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, make that one course, make that one grade. Mm-hmm. You know, do this, and guess what? We'll release you into the world. If not, you're stuck. Yeah. And make them show their work. You know, right now I can tell you I got a, you know, I, I got a calculator on my phone. I don't have to show you nothing. However, if I give you a, a course that tells about you know STEM, I want you to show me your your math. I want you to show me the the the, the science problem you used. To get to this point, I want you to explain to me how you did that and what code you used. And I think with that, a lot of educators don't understand. It's not just showing me that you understand two plus two. It's showing me that you understand how to get from this piece of paper to the technology <coughs> that we're using. You 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 understand that, like. You know, I mean, I know you understand how to add two plus two, but do you understand how I got that from this piece of paper into this computer or into that app on that phone and made it work? And a lot of our educators don't even understand how that works. That's unfortunately where we are. Well, I think one of the things we could do as as industry, for example, is we can help participate and create some of these applications we're talking about doing. Of course, we don't, we're not trying to get a kid to build an automobile or get a kid to build a no. robot, but we are trying to get a kid to look at the fundamentals behind what goes into mm-hmm. an automobile, mm-hmm. what goes into robotics. Right. Uh, what, one, one of my things, uh, what comes to me is I believe that when you teach a kid how to make a cake, Kids love cake, but when you teach them how a cake is made, now they start to peel back the layers and say, oh, I didn't know that. It breeds curiosity. Now I right. know that. Well, you have to now do the I same thing. Now know what's thing. involved in that cake. Exactly. And, mm-hmm. and, when, and you have to invest the same thing mm-hmm. into the people that are investing time, teaching the next generation. Exactly. Yeah. We have to invest back into the school system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need to invest back into the teachers. I mean, we, we need to go back to, and we can't, but the concept of apprenticeships. Yep. We should have industry reaching out to uh, the educational system and the educational system should be reaching out to industry. Right. In all Amen. industries. And I think, you know, touching on that point, you know, I really think that they need they need us to do the shadow program. You know, let industry come in and shadow, you know, the, 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 the current educators right now mm-hmm. and, and bring in their input. Like one day a week have an industry day. Hey, cool. This is now how my industry ties into what you're teaching. Mm-hmm. You know, have them in there learning and seeing and understanding what's being taught. 
And then, you know, if give the educators the ability, you know, I know this is kind of a far-fetched idea, is give them the ability to, you know, step into industry, you know, during a break or something like that if they feel like it. Mm-hmm. You know, just a couple days. You know, come in and shadow, you know, like what the engineers are doing or what our, what the, our robot techs are doing or what the weld engineers are doing or what our, you know, fitter fabricators are doing. You know, to understand what the data that they can bring back. I completely agree. As an educator, I would love to know those things so I can take them back to my students because when they say, how am I going to use this in my real life, I have to Google that. Like, I have to go in and say, okay, Google, how are they going to use this so that when that question is asked of me, I have an answer other than, I don't know, but I'll get back to you. Yeah. I, I, I think the issues that we have now in current STEM issues is, is because of industry, you know, not pushing. Yeah. You know, not being involved, being forgotten about. Well, yeah. I, th- I think that the, the big, the big thing that, like I said, when we talk about STEM, we gotta, we gotta be careful because we can't just take a couple of acronyms and say, "Hey, this is what we want STEM to be." Right. STEM, exactly. STEM is not, STEM is not the letters. Mm-hmm. Right. STEM is the okay. We want to, insi- get people excited again, like when we were trying to go to space. Right. Hey, right. We're, we're trying to get people excited again about. The, the physics and, you know, mathematics and the computer programming that goes into algorithms and coming up with problem-solving solutions and things like that. These are the things you want to do. So when I say, when I say we're going to build a robot, I don't want to build a rumba. I want to build a robot that's more than just a vacuum cleaner. Right. And there's nothing wrong with a rumba. Mm-hmm. It's nothing wrong with that. What I'm saying is, is I want to build a robot that can do things. Maybe I build a robot that I can let go for a year in the ocean and it maps the bottom of the ocean. Maybe, maybe we get kids to work on something like that. Not an ocean, but, but maybe we can do it in a lake. Yeah. These are the things yeah. we should be teaching kids. Right. Because they need that initiative to do something that nobody else has done. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, the Roomba, it's done. It's happened. So let's take that, what we know from that, Let's be able to teach these children how to take that and do like what you said. Let's map the ocean. Let's, you know, send it out into the desert and figure out what, as humans, we can't get to. You know, there might be something out there we don't know because, you know, we can't go out into the desert as far as a robot can go. So, I mean, those are things that our children need to feel like they can do. And right now, as an educator, what I see is they feel like they can make a TikTok video about dancing. And unfortunately, that's not going to get them into a career. But that's that's a good... That is that's a good, a good stepping stone. TikTok is a good example. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they like TikTok. Oh, mm-hmm. they love it. Your assignment is build me your TikTok app. Mm-hmm. Yep. Make them build the thing that they like. Make exactly. Them, make them break down the thing that they like. To a point that they can understand it. Right. Make them figure out a way how to add some functionality to TikTok. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so the use, micro level. use yeah. the things that they like to get them excited about making these things. Mm-hmm. Right. Other than showing me how to do a dance that a million other people have done, can you teach me something else? Or make me a robot that can do the dance. Exactly. 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 I need you to do something that requires you to think. 
and you know, I, I think that you know, it's just that's where you know, like for example, getting TikTok to come into like schools and stuff like that and talk to them. This is what we did to do this. This is how we did this. Mm-hmm. This is how we made your favorite app. Same thing with who was it now? Meta, you know, or Facebook? Um, yeah. Oh, you know no, those guys. Facebook is not popular anymore, and you should uh, get with it. I'm I love sorry. you though. But, you know, if you start thinking about it, you start dealing with like, if you talk about, you got like SpaceX and these guys walking in there and talking to kids. Yeah. You can build a, a hell of a freaking rapport with them. Um, but they you know, would love that and they don't understand the space program. Yeah. I've talked to them about it. They have no clue about anything to do with mm-hmm. Anything to do with NASA or the space program? They have not a clue. And you know the thing is, I think it's not popular. I, I think the you know, the drive for that, you know, I hate to say it, died, and at the, at the end of Apollo, you know, at the end of Apollo, the drive for people wanting to learn that died. Yeah. Um, you know when it that. became, oh, we land on the moon, we have nothing else to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? With Artemis, we're going back. You have no option. We're going back. Right. And hopefully with, you know, with Artemis and stuff like that, you know, what NASA's pushing for and what SpaceX is doing, we'll get people excited again. You know, that is the drive, is get Fingers people crossed. excited again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's where I kind of, you know, kind of push a little bit on industry where, you know, we have internships for college students. Why can't I have an internship in my company for a teacher? You know, that comes in and learns what we do, how we do it, how you can teach it. And partner them with a senior person that can explain the processes and procedures like we've talked about in the past, Ed, you know, to understand why we do this, why we do it the way we do, what our methodology is to go back and think about it. Can I tell you as an educator, I would be right on that in the summer. How many days you want me there? How many hours you want me there? I'm there. Yeah, anything to help and the kids at that point. if, you know, and as far as an educator, you know, we get credit for doing those sorts of things. It goes toward our, you know, our recertification. So, I mean, it's a win-win for everybody. Right. And, and it doesn't benefit. take away from us being in the classroom because it's our time that we're giving up. But, hey, I would love to know those things so I can take them back to my children the next year. The, uh, amount of technology we have with virtual virtual machines, dockers, um, augmented reality. Uh, <clears throat> I believe these environments, even if we can't facilitate the day a program to bring teachers in, uh, you know, because the logistics have to be figured out, which I think is a great idea. Mm-hmm. However, why can we not <clears throat> offer these environments for the teacher, where she can do a demo, right? Why, 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 why does interest industry not have demos for what they're wanting? Hey, we need the workforce to know this. Yeah. Well, what's the demo for? What What do you want? Explain it. You, we was talking about TikTok. Why is NASA not doing TikTok videos? Yeah, they virtual. do YouTube, but that's yeah. about it. No, I'm saying, but I'm, I'm getting at something it's, virtually. Yeah. Whatever the wherever the consumption of the information is, that's where you need to be. That's those are the avenues. Those are the things you need. Mm-hmm. Those are the strings you need to pull because we have to talk the same language to the kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't get mad at a kid if you can't explain to them or break it down to something that they understand. Right. It's right. not their job to learn it. 
communicate with us. No. It's our job to learn to communicate with them. Right. right. And they, they don't understand why it's important. You, as the adult and the educator, know why it's important. This is why you need to know it. And I love what you said about, you know, can't we do something to, I mean, virtually. Because, I mean, with, with everything we've been through the past couple of years with COVID, teachers have become virtual experts. We can do anything virtually that you need us to do yep. that two years ago we couldn't have done. As, as a 20-year veteran, I can tell you, two years ago if you told me that I had to teach virtually, I would have looked at you and told you you were crazy. But, you know, today I can do it at a snap. It doesn't take anything. For me to just turn on my computer and here we go, we're teaching virtually, let's do this, and I can make it happen. And, I mean, I'm not, you know, a young teacher, I'm a veteran teacher, and I had to learn that. And I can tell you it was a struggle, but I did it. So if I can do it, I know a 13, 12, 11-year-old can do it. And I think that's really something that, you know, we need to start hitting on. We need to start freaking really pushing that mm-hmm. and, you know, get industry, you know, behind it, you know. And it's got to be industry everywhere. It can't just be the select few, you know. Mm-hmm. I know that, you know, for example, you know, NASA, you know, has an outreach program. I know that NIWIC, you know, has an outreach program. And some of these, you know, industries and, you know, locations, they have, they're, they're very, you know, dead set on we're going to help teach, you know, we're going to help this, you know, we wouldn't be exploring the cosmos if we weren't, if we want, weren't wanting to bring back some sort of education to influence the, the next generation of explorers that's going to go out further than we did, mm-hmm. you know, and our goal, you know, especially, you know, I know we're going to go probably over a little bit of time here than usual, but, you know, our goal, you know, with everything that we're doing lately, you know, the podcast and, and, and education and stuff like that is to influence the next generation that's coming behind us. You know, to, to, to leave that that impact that, you know, we are, you know, not really, you know, making a change in the world, but it's to, you know, influence the next generation. You know, you have people who are influencers. You have people who are influencers on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube and all that other, you know, stuff. However, Amen. You know, we need to understand that, you know, our teachers who are teaching STEM are the influencers in the next generation. And we need to support that as an industry because if not, it's going to be a disaster. And, you know, the thing is, is, you know, industry needs to step up and recognize that. That we wouldn't have people in our shoes, Ed, without the people like Bridget sitting in her classroom teaching these kids at a young age. Mm -hmm. And for the kids who are catching on. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, that kind of leads us towards the end. And what, you know, what I'll do is, you know, Bridget, I'll leave you with the lasting thoughts. You know, when you start thinking about STEM, you know, what do you want to say? You, you, you have the floor. I, I mean, it needs to be more than just industry like you guys are in. It needs to be the medical field, it needs to be educational field, it needs to be everything you could possibly think of that these children could want to do when they become adults because they are leading our nation and our nation is technology now and we have no option there. It is happening. Mm 
So we have got to figure out a way to bring that into the classroom and get them interested at kindergarten age because that's when they build on it. And I will say, like, from a personal standpoint, I have a nephew. He loves technology, but he has loved technology since he was four years old. And he wants to do, like, what Nick and Ed do. Like, that's his goal in life. And, you know, for him to be that interested in it from such a young age and still interested in it, he's 15 now. That, that is what we're looking for with every kid, but we're not getting that with every kid. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully we can make a little bit of a change and, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see where it goes. And I, and I really hope that, you know, we can push, you know, we, and, you know, we'll leave a, a note to the, the, the kids out there, I think is, you know, learn that stuff, you know, play with it, you know, ask your parents if you really want to get involved, you know, pick up a, a computer and, you know, do like C++ mm -hmm. if you really want to learn a more interesting version of math. You know, if you don't think you're going to use math again, build a calculator in C++, you can do it. You know, play, play with Python, play with a couple of those other programming languages, you know, get involved in it, you know, and, and learn that, you know, what your teachers are telling you means something in the long run. You know, it's, if you think about it, even the people at McDonald's are using math, you know, now and forever, you know, you're not mm -hmm. going to get away with it, you know, and that's why we tell people this, and we always do, you know, keep learning, you know, stay above, stay one step above the rest, and if you don't do that, you know, there's a good chance you're going to fail. However, catch it now, and you won't have to worry about it later. So, Can I add something there? Go right ahead. Um, you know, kids, if you're listening, yeah, definitely tell your teachers, tell your parents, tell whoever will listen that you like this, you want to learn more, because we want to hear that. We want to make you successful as you go into the workforce, as you become an adult. Please, please, please just continue to do that. And I'll just uh, leave a final thought. <clears throat> um, like, uh, I would like to just go with what the uh, what we're saying here is like we should uh, keep building on this, get some steam. Um, we should uh, tell the kids, you know, hey, these are the things you can do. And kids, if you're interested in these things, you know, uh, learn how to do it, um, or leave some comments. Yes. If any anybody Amen. listening, y'all want. Ask uh, us questions. Leave comments. We'll answer your comments, and uh, mm -hmm. we appreciate the time. All right. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Tech at Lunch podcast, where we hope you learned something about tech during your break or during your lunchtime. If you did, please give us a follow to prevent missing future episodes. If you have any ideas or something you want to hear, or learn about, please send us a show idea to podcast at vulcanora.com. Hope you have a good rest of the day and continue learning.